Welcome to the Grace of Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence to encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. You can learn more about us at gracedeugene.com. Here's the podcast. Well, hello, Grace City family. Welcome to another edition of the Extended Cut. With me, as most of the time, most Pastor the time. Chris. What's up, everybody? Good to be with you, Good sir. Good to be with you, my How friend. How was your weekend? Weekend was great. Enjoyed the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out like we wanted, nope. but uh, you know we got that bonus five minutes of of uh, basketball with the overtime. So yes. got to hang out with some really cool people. Yep, and. Uh, Grateful for that time. So yes. here we go. Another week. Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of the weekend, the whole point of this podcast is to recap the sermon from the weekend. So uh, we'll do just that. We're going to talk uh, in just a moment. I'll have you recap and then we'll talk some extended thoughts, some different uh, avenues maybe that we've just continued to think upon as the week's gone on here. It's great. Um, so before we go any further, I'll issue a spoiler alert, spo- spoiler warning. Uh, don't proceed any further if you have haven't listened to this message, uh, go find it on the podcast on YouTube. It's the uh, Advent 2021 peace message. And so uh, you've been warned. You've been warned. Let's start with a little bit of a recap. Pastor Chris, what was this weekend all about? Little bit of recap. This week was about peace. We'll see you next week. No, just, uh, we started out just kind of addressing the question, is peace even possible? Mm-hmm. Like, it, you don't have to like look too far to see that that is a question that people have right yeah. now is internal peace, peace with others, peace with God. Like is peace even possible right now? And so in that we looked at what does it look like to have peace, perfect peace? Because in Isaiah it says you will keep in perfect peace when your minds are fixed on him. And so, okay, what is perfect peace? And going back to the Hebrew, this concept, or Hebrew, not Hebrew, Hebrew, the concept of shalom and that it is this wholeness or completeness or fullness of peace, mm-hmm. right? What does that even look like? Right. And, um, you know, I talked about how, <laughs> unfortunately, I am much more um, familiar with inconsistent peace than shalom, fullness, uh, complete peace, but that we need to understand Peace isn't about the absence of problems. It's about the presence of God. And Mm. so how do we experience this perfect peace? We experience it by being in the presence of God, by keeping our minds fixed on him, by being consumed with the things that consumed the life of Jesus. That is where perfect peace is found. And one of the Hebrew words that talks about this perfect peace is samach, to completely lean on, to completely lean our trust, our hope and all of that, like on him mm-hmm. and keep fixed on him. And so that was that was the basic gist of it. You know, like peace is not found in the absence of our problems. It's found in the presence of God. The yeah. absence of financial struggles, marital challenges, problems with our kids, problems at work. The absence of those things don't indicate you're living a life of peace. The presence of God in the midst of those things indicate the presence of peace mm-hmm. and we know that there's going to be heartache. There's going to be challenges. Um, and we know that peace, as Jesus said, is a gift that he gives us. Yeah. So that was another thing that I think was was big for folks is because he gives it to us. It's not something we can find in the world and people try to, but it's it's something that comes from him. Yeah. And because it comes from him, it's something that the world cannot take away. Yeah. And those were a couple of the big thoughts and just 
you know, encourage people. Like, what does it look like to keep our minds fixed on him, to pursue perfect peace in the presence of God in our daily lives, and to share that opportunity to to live in that uh, everywhere that God would lead us. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, how extremely relative of a of a message irrelevant uh for for just everyone because yeah. i mean you talk to even the most peaceful person you could think of and they would still tell you i got plenty of areas in my life that are consistently yeah. in shambles yeah. and so uh, peace yeah does not mean yeah. the absence of, of issues or problems or storms it, right jesus promised that he said yeah. yeah in this world you're gonna have trouble like but that doesn't mean there's in peace yeah yeah no, that's really good Sweet. Well, let's get into our questions. What was uh, one of the more difficult avenues for you as you were putting together uh, the message this week? Yeah, I think there is so many directions you could go in the absence of peace that keeping it focused and kind of along one line, um, fighting the tendency back. Oh, (laughs) like the, aha, it brings up this too. And wanting to go a bunch of different directions because it is so relevant. Yes. There is so many things that could be and eventually need to be addressed on this topic. Yeah. But just keeping it like concise, linear and headed a certain direction. So we weren't there for three hours and uh, and so that it didn't come out scattered. And so I think the reality is when we tackle like a lot of our topics this year, I'm finding like we come into Sunday. We're like, gosh, that is timely. Yeah. Praise God for that. But that means that there is a plethora of illustrations and applications that could come out and yep. just staying disciplined and be, and staying clear yep. um, can be can be challenging that I found. And I love that about the scriptures. I mean, I've mistakenly heard so many folks say, you know, like, oh, I know that about the Bible. I'm right. familiar with this thing. And but how many times throughout my life I I hit the same scripture I read a thousand times, and it speaks life and vibrancy yeah. to a situation in my life when. When like what we've been talking about for the last couple of years that we've been through as a collective humanity to go back and hit some of the basics, something like hope and peace, like it's really powerful and profound when it's no longer just something that we just know and have read a thousand times, but all of a sudden it's something that speaks freshness to our reality. I I love it. It's we get to experience the fact that it's the living word yes and that it speaks even though it wasn't written to me in my immediate circumstances right now it was written for me and it does speak to those things and there's a a supernatural element in in that and so appreciative of it because it's not just some antiquated like literary work it is the living word of god that's really good is relevant to everything we're going through so Mm. Uh, so I guess on the other side of that, what is something that brought you a lot of joy as you were putting together the message this week? I believed that it was going to be a significant encouragement to people as I preached it because it was to me as I prepared it. Mm. I needed the word. Yeah. And so in the week as I'm putting it together, as I'm studying, as I'm allowing it to like be true for me and like really solidify itself in my heart, that brought me joy. And I was like, man, this is people need to hear this because, because I did. (laughs) And, uh, and so that, that brought joy getting to preach it to myself and work that out with Jesus first. And some weeks the preparation is more heavy because you're like, really God, we got to go there this week. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, the Bible says it. And Mm -hmm. so we go there and I I have faith in those moments. And, um, and there's just a, a submission in those moments, but this is one of those like, 
gosh, I so needed that. I can imagine that yeah. that I'm not the only one. And so there was definitely enjoying that mm. this week. Oh, that's really good. Are there any like contextual details or anything else that was really notable as you were diving into the word this week, as you were hitting some of the commentaries and other resources? Yeah. I think one of the things that, well, there's two parts of the sermon that were relatively short that I think could be their own messages. And one of those is the concept of this is something that is a gift given from Jesus, and therefore you won't find it in the world. And I think you could unpack more of how we do try to find it in the world directly. Yeah. I think earlier in illustrations it alluded to that, but it wasn't directly applied. Um, but the concept of also the world can't take away what it doesn't give yeah. And uh, I just think there's a lot of a lot of richness and encouragement in that. Like, hey, this is a gift that Jesus gives and nobody gets to take it away from you because it's not reliant on any of those things. Like the circumstances, any individual's life or voice into like your life is not, it's not contingent upon those things because it's a gift from Jesus. He gives it to us and the world doesn't get to, get to take those things from us. And so many things, you know, come and go and we feel like things are taken from us that that is no excuse for our peace to be absent because yeah. that is fully reliant on leaning on God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is the, the concept of the two storms that we talked about, how, you know, we, we see these storms, but just the battle that is internal. And I think that is like of supreme importance these days. And you can make that a sermon that addresses mental health, depression, anxiety, faith, trust, whatever you want to make it. It's just, I'd just say it's life. Yeah. Like all of those things are a part of everyday life. And how do we like fully rely on God for peace and keep our minds fixed on him when there is that internal battle in the mind? And yeah. so I don't say those with like that, that came with any answer. I just think those require further contemplation and thought sure. for the individual hearer of this message is like, gosh, that's, there's more wrapped into that. And what, what does Jesus want to speak to me? in in those two areas. And that's, I'm hoping that as people left Sunday and even as they hear this, that they will take time to consider like, yeah, what does, what does that mean for me? What does it look like? What does it look like to, to walk out like trust, faith and obedience in Jesus in, in those things? Yeah. And so that's good. And I, I love that, especially the Mark storm where the disciples are all scared. Jesus sleeping on the boat and every, everyone's freaking out and, you know, he wakes up and, and uh, we got to attend uh, like a leadership kind of thing earlier in the year where uh, Pastor Seth, Seth mm-hmm. Trimmer was talking about that. And he said, you know, this has just become one of those ones that's really standard that we could probably all recite. And it can sound a little bit cliche, but like, let's just think about how profound this is, that God is with us in these moments and how like how he's in control, how he's, how he's able to bring comfort and peace and it's something that can maybe feel a little redundant to us, but it's so true. Like he's alive and active in those moments. Yeah. I think I talked about this in one of my sermons earlier this year. One of the most profound moments of my life um, was after my hearing the news that my mom had been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. And uh, in one of the moments that probably would have shaken me so, so much, I remember feeling this profound sense of peace and calm. And the story that immediately came to my mind was that one of the disciples freaking out in the boat, worried about the wind and the waves and Jesus standing up. And I remember just in that moment, like feeling like God was pressing on my heart, like 
I've got this. Like, don't be afraid of the wind and the waves. Don't be afraid of how big and how terrible and scary cancer is. Like, I've got this. I'm going to be with your family, so whether it goes bad or whether it goes good. Like, yeah, either I'm going to be with you. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, in that moment, I don't even think I shed a tear or, like, anything. Mm-hmm. In a moment that was, like, crazy. And it's yeah. okay if you do. Like, yeah. it's okay in those moments to still feel impacted by the weight of that kind of stuff of news like that. But I remember that was just a profound moment in my life that I was like a piece from the Lord that I think I needed. I think my family needed in that moment. Like it was, it was really profound when God shows up in that kind of space. Yeah. I think that's really good that you mentioned that you needed it and your family needed. Mm -hmm. And there's something about us, experiencing intimacy and reliance on Jesus that needs to be observed and caught by those around us too. And we are actually like a conduit for that stuff flowing into all of our other relationships. And so many times we can get focused on what we need. How do I get peace in this? How do I get through this? And it's like, no, it's a, we like Jesus like works through us to reveal himself to others. And I, I just, I pray that like, God's people will continue to make a transition from me to we in these kind of things and the impact and the testimony that it is to see a tangible reliance and focus on Jesus and how that impacts other people and their paradigms of of faith. And um, yeah, I just, I I think that's discipleship, right? But discipleship has just become one of those words that gets thrown out and is rarely defined and broken down into what that actually looks like. And so, yeah, you're, your family probably needed that just as much. And how did God work through you to bring peace in your family, not just in you? Right. So. That's good. And and that hits really along the lines of something I had been thinking about. This is, you know, if, if this peace that comes from the Lord and we're called to be reflections of him as his image bearers, it yeah. should be one of our duties to in this world is to reflect the peace of God in the world around us. And it's no secret that we live in a, highly reactionary culture that is controlled so quickly by news, by uh, different cultural events and moments and these kinds of things. And we have a really profound opportunity to stand out as as a a different way in a moment that's so controlled by whatever the narratives are of of the time. We get to be a peaceful presence in a time riddled with anxiety and chaos and confusion. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I'll just transition us into my one thought for the final question of like any further application points. And I think being an advocate of the peace of God, being a representative of the Prince of Peace means that we are a people who have conversations and patience and long suffering with those around us. And we are not placing expectations on others that we wouldn't expect of ourselves, right? We were even talking about this on the way here, that we wouldn't place timelines on others that we wouldn't expect or want for ourselves and and how, how we grow and all that. But if we could be a people that will have open, honest conversations, work through things and trust the peace of God to infiltrate those relationships and then be shown to the rest of the world. Like, I just think that's how we start to make more of an impact and how we represent Jesus. And so what does the peace of God look like in your relationships? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to work through you into those around you, not just in your heart so that you can sleep better at night, but how can you be a lightning rod that, you know, brings that into that community wherever you are so that's really good i love it yeah anything else 
Now we're going to talk about some love this week. We're going to talk about love. Next theme is love. It's going to be a good week. Hope you make it with us in person. You know, we are still streaming online and all that, but um, it is no substitution for being in the house together and experiencing mutual ministry, worship through song and in prayer and receiving the word of God together. So pray that you would see you guys there this Sunday gearing up for a big Christmas Eve Eve service on the 23rd as well. It's going to be awesome. And so just really excited about what God's doing in our community and the opportunities that we have to focus on him and lean on him in this season. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in with us today. On Friday, we've got another episode of Got Kids. We'll be excited to release that for y'all. And uh, follow us on social media to stay in the know of all the details for things like Christmas Eve Eve services and everything else. But thanks for tuning in with us. Pray that you have a wonderful day, wonderful week. God bless.